0: Kia I'm Emile Donovan, and today on The Detail, wrong place, wrong time. In a Moscow courtroom this morning, appearing for the
1: first day of her trial, WNBA superstar Brittany Grine.
0: She, I hate
1: to use a kind of male example, but she is sort of the Tom Brady of her sport. There's no one like her.
0: The charge,
1: large-scale transportation of
0: drugs. She travelled to Russia in the middle of February to play for a team over there, during the off-season of the WNBA, and according to Russian authorities, she was found to have two vape cartridges of cannabis oil in her luggage. News of her arrest wasn't made public by the Russians until early March, by which stage they're obviously well into the war on Ukraine, which resulted in basically a shutdown of American diplomacy with Russia, making it very, very complicated, even more complicated than it would have ordinarily been, to find a way to get Griner out of the country and back to the U.S., One of the most famous female athletes in the United States is languishing in a Russian prison after she was arrested in Moscow on drugs charges seven days before the invasion of Ukraine. Now, with relations between the US and Russia at their lowest point in decades, Brittany Griner's short-term prospects... The surprise guilty plea by WNBA star Brittany Griner admitting to unintentionally bringing cannabis oil into Russia and now facing up to 10 years in a Russian penal colony. A diplomatic solution could be reached in the form of a reported prisoner swap. But the Russian side wants a lot. In exchange, the notorious arms dealer Victor Boot, known as the Merchant of Death. His story inspired the 2005 film Lord of War, starring Nicolas Cage. I supplied every army but the Salvation Army. And Griner's status as a high-profile, progressive, gay, black woman is widening the already gaping political schisms in her home country.
1: She went in there loaded up with drugs into a hostile territory where they're very vigilant about drugs. They don't like drugs. And she got caught, but we're supposed to get her out for a absolute killer and one of the biggest arms dealers in the world. It certainly doesn't seem like a very good trade, does it?
0: Today on The Detail, the bizarre story of Brittany Griner. What she did, how Russian authorities reacted how Vladimir Putin spotted this as an opportunity and what the possibilities are moving forward. Robert Patman is a professor of international relations at Otago University. I began by asking him about how the broader context of the war in Ukraine might be influencing Brittany Griner's case.
1: I think Mr Putin's invasion of the Ukraine is not going according to plan, Uh, Initially, Mr Putin's regime expected to quickly overrun Ukraine in a four to five day operation. That didn't eventuate. And what instead, uh, Russia's had to move to plan B, where it's focusing its efforts on annexing the eastern part of Ukraine. In the interim, there are continued signs of Russian frustration on the military front. Mr Putin is seeking to use weapons at his disposal or instruments at his disposal to put pressure on not only the West, which is supporting Ukraine and making Mr. Putin's life more difficult, but he's also, I think, seeking to influence opinion beyond the West. So he's been using food as a bit of a bargaining all to some degree.
0: With millions of tons of Ukrainian grain stranded at seaports and cereals and fertilizer sitting in silos in Russia, Russian President Vladimir Putin said he will offer safe passage out of Ukrainian ports if Kyiv makes the routes safe. Um,
1: there's been some welcome movement with the release of grain that is being bottled up. But the other instrument, of course, of, of pressure has been fossil fuels. A third instrument, which is available to Mr. Putin, is also to try to influence America in relation to the war by pointing out that they have in their detention one of the most uh, prominent women basketball players in the United States, and someone who has to supplement her income by playing in Russia in the off-season. I think Mr. Putin is conscious that there are voices in the West that are quite sympathetic to Mr. Putin's argument about the need for a buffer state in Ukraine and security concerns. And he does present himself as a champion of conservative rights. And so you've got some conservative media channels like Fox news and to some degree sky news in Australia, um, quite sympathetic to this coverage. Now, Mr. Putin is conscious of this and by handing out a harsh sentence, he's drawing attention to the fact that this is a gay black woman who is detained for committing what's alleged to be a drug offence, and he knows that there'll be conservative voices in the Western world and beyond that do not see such a sentence as necessarily harsh. Mm -hmm. And... uh, in a sense, it, it's it's helping to divide the West or particularly the United States. And the other thing is that while she's in detention, Mr. Putin has the chance to use Brittany Greiner to, if you like, rally his conservative supporters in the United States and elsewhere. Uh, on the other hand, if, as it looks likely, she's being used as a pawn and t- to put together a deal, um, then Mr... Putin is hopeful of bringing some pro-Putin people back, for example, an arms dealer like Viktor Bout, as a a bit of a trade. From Mr Putin's point of view, it's a win-win situation. By taking a high-profile basketball player into detention, sentencing her, he believes it gives him some leverage over the West and perhaps international opinion at a time when Russia's fortunes on the battlefield are actually beginning to decline.
0: Now, it's worth outlining here exactly what Brittany Griner is being accused of. Back in February, Griner was stopped by customs officials at an airport in Moscow. Those officials claim to have found two vape cartridges in Griner's luggage, which contained less than a gram of hashish oil. Griner had been prescribed medical cannabis in Arizona But cannabis is illegal in Russia, with a maximum penalty of up to 10 years imprisonment. Literally a week after she was arrested, this happened. The Russian president says a military operation is now underway in eastern Ukraine. Ukraine has declared a state of emergency. The full-scale invasion that intelligence officials had been warning about for weeks is now underway. Greiner was held in custody for nearly six months before being brought before a court. And while the actual justice process in Russia is oblique, we do know Greiner has pleaded guilty to the charges and has been sentenced to nine years in jail. But you might be wondering to yourself why on earth Brittany Griner was in Russia in the first place? Here's the BBC's Holly Hondrick talking to the second captain's podcast. I would say it's because the fiend women in the US, in the US basketball, are chronically underpaid. They can just get like 10 times the amount of money that they're being paid in the US. Um, I think if Brittany Griner were being paid the amount that Tom Brady is or Steph Curry, for
1: example, to pick a pretty famous male WNBA player, she wouldn't be going.
0: To put all this into context, Griner recently signed a new three-year contract with the Phoenix Mercury, that's her WNBA team. She's the equal best paid player in the whole league, and her contract guarantees her about $210,000 per year. The highest paid men's basketball player is the Golden State Warriors, Stephen Curry. He earns just over $48 million per year. So Griner would have to play basketball for 228 years to earn what Curry makes in 365 days. Because of this pay disparity, many female basketballers play for overseas teams in the off-season. And these deals are lucrative. Griner earned over a million dollars, more than four times her US salary, for playing a single winter in Russia. Now, you might well argue that Griner's looking for special treatment here. You know, on the surface of it, she's facing the consequences of her actions. And even if it was an accident, even if the punishment might seem a bit severe for the crime, bringing illegal drugs to Russia is playing with fire. But Robert Patman says it's not quite that simple.
1: We cannot say with certainty that Brittany Griner made a mistake. We are talking... About an authoritarian government with a dictator, which is basically led by a dictator who doesn 't tolerate opposition at home and certainly intervenes in the legal process to determine the outcome what he wants, we don 't know with certainty whether Brittany Greiner has actually been responsible for the things she 's been accused of because there 's no independent judicial system in Russia per se. Mm. I think it's an important point to establish. She may have been framed in a way that she found very difficult to deal with. Secondly, yes, I think there was a determination to try to resolve the matter quietly, if possible. But I do think Mr. Putin sees Brittany Griner's sentencing as, a, you know, a possible win-win situation for his regime, and you know, a key objective of the Kremlin apart from invading and annexing a democratic country which did nothing to warrant this invasion or provoke it is to divide those countries which are supporting it mr putin is very conscious that the midterm elections are coming up in the united states and he wants to encourage those voices which are saying oh surely the ukraine should settle for a land for peace deal with russia that is Ukraine should suddenly face pressure from... And there are plenty of conservative voices in the United States and elsewhere arguing that the Ukrainians must be reasonable. They must do a deal with the Russians. Of course, that would, re- that would reward Russian aggression, and it would be no guarantee that Mr Putin wouldn't expand his territorial objectives once he got recognition of some an- annexation of Ukraine. But in a sense, from Mr Putin... He's also, I think, playing a race and, if you like, gender card here. I mean, many people overlook this, but he presents himself as embracing traditional values, which he claims that the West has rejected with its woke and political correctness approaches. You know, I can't answer the part of your question about whether homosexuals are born or
0: made. That is beyond my professional interest. I'm just not qualified to respond.: it,
1: it shouldn't be forgotten that in 2021, Mr. Putin signed a constitutional amendment banning gay marriage. Yeah. In 2013, uh, Russia, under his leadership, passed a gay propaganda law that banned distributing information on LGBTQ issues and relationships to minors. So in a sense, Mr. Putin believes that this sentencing of a high-profile gay black basketball player plays well at home where there's not tolerance of, if you like, gays. And in addition, it might play well with conservative opinion in places like the United States. Being a black woman in the U.S. is not an easy thing. Being a black gay woman in the U.S. is even harder. Um, but she sort of just unassumingly never hit her identity, and I think people really appreciate her for that and for what she stands for. So, in a sense, from Mr. Putin's point of view, it's, there's potential here to use Brittany uh, Griner's detention or her sentence and her presence in a penal colony now as per leverage. He's open to releasing her in a deal. Mm. Uh, but he believes that deal will highlight, as he put it, America's decadence. It, will, could, it could serve as a mechanism for dividing opinion in the West, in supporting Ukraine in its attempt to rebuff the Russian invasion. And um, from Mr. Putin's point of view, it's a good source of pressure on the Western world. I I think sometimes there is a naivety in the Western world. We assume because we have independent judiciaries and we have liberal democracies and we are much more tolerant about sexual preferences and people's different sexual preferences, there's sometimes an assumption that other societies, which happen to be authoritarian societies, observe those sort of, uh, you know, are are tolerant in the same way. And, of course, they're not. uh, And they don't have to be. And... uh, Yeah, I mean, I I think that uh, Mr. Putin is, as I said before, using
0: all the levers he can to help his current situation. The swap that we've been talking about, you know, Putin has some leverage here. And I mean, when you look at this on the surface at the swap deal that reports – uh, uh, suggesting is being proposed. I mean, you have Brittany Griner and, as you mentioned, Paul Whelan, who's been imprisoned um, on charges of espionage, who would be swapped for Victor Boot, who is one of the world's most infamous arms dealers. And on the surface, mm. that looks like a desperately asymmetric s- swab.
1: Yes, well, we don't know yet whether a deal will be done. Mm. It's just hard to say. But we do know that Anthony Blinken, the US Secretary of State, and his... Russian counterpart, Sergei Lavrov, have certainly apparently made some progress in discussions.
0: The significant proposal that's been on the table for some weeks now that would lead to bringing home Paul Whelan and Brittany Griner, I urged Foreign Minister Lavrov to move forward with that proposal. I'm not going to characterize his response and I can't give you an assessment of whether I think things are any more or less likely, but it was important
1: that uh, he hear directly from me on that. It's Interesting that some Republicans in the United States, including former President Donald Trump, have come out against a deal. In a sense, the Biden administration would like to get this problem over and done with. It would like to remove the leverage that Mr Putin is trying to extract from this. As I say, I I think the Putin regime does see this as a valuable pawn in its geopolitical contest with the West, and the attitude of some of the Republicans uh, and some of the commentators on Fox News will probably encourage Mr. Putin to drive a hard bargain. So is this the most unequal deal since the colonists bought New York for some seashells? They get an arms dealer back who has vital info that Putin can use, and we get an American who knows how to dribble. But do we need that? We already have Joe Biden. <laughs> Kill it! Oh, go. At the end of the day, we've got to keep this in proportion. It's very unfortunate for Brittany Griner, to say the least, uh, to be in a penal colony in Russia in probably very difficult conditions um, for something which would, she would not be imprisoned in, in at home. But she does, if you like, earn part of her living in Russia... And we, we, we just don't know yet, for reasons we've already gone through, whether she is guilty of the charges made. Mm. But this is, if you like, an attempt to reduce what's becoming a growing problem for Mr Putin. And uh, he's under a lot of pressure. And it, we shouldn't run away from that. Uh, at the moment, Russia is experiencing serious reverses in places like Crimea at the hands of Ukraine. The Western infusion of arms is beginning to have a cumulative effect. We can't talk about the tide of the war or the tide of the conflict turning against Russia yet. But I think um, Mr. Putin will also be concerned about opinion within some of his constituencies within Russia. For example, the military, which have taken big losses, and also the FSB, the intelligence people. He arrested about 150 of them early in the war. There are still grumblings within Russia within that organization about Putin's invasion of Ukraine. So, you know, Mr. Putin's also under pressure. So we shouldn't just present this bargaining chip, this attempt to exploit the detention of Brittany Greiner as, you know, a, a huge indication that Mr. Putin's on top. It's, it's probably a pretty ind- a good indication that he's trying to use every instrument at his disposal to improve his declining situation. I think the Biden administration are putting a lot of energy in trying to get a deal done. And yes, it's a very difficult situation for Brittany Greiner, who, as you say, is a, you know, a very accomplished um, basketball player, highly rated. And she's at the peak of her career mm. at 31. Like many sporting careers, basketball you know, it, it's a relatively brief career. And nine years will, if she served the sentence that's been given, that will virtually end her playing career. I, I think there's also a sense here that the Biden administration wants to make a trade because they perceive a huge injustice has been done for reasons that are linked to Mr. Putin's hostility towards the Western world. And um, I think the the Biden administration would like to, if possible remove that as a problem. Given that the Republicans will criticise any trade with the Putin regime, it's probably going to be a short-term difficulty for the Biden administration. Even if they achieve a deal, they could get some heat before the midterm elections in November. Nevertheless, I think you know politics is often a choice between the disagreeable and the intolerable. And they probably calculate on balance that the the best and the the most decent thing is to get Brittany Griner and also Paul Whelan, if possible, out of Russia, because they suspect they have been detained and sentenced on politically motivated charges. And uh, they want to, if possible, try to reduce that source of leverage on the United States as soon as possible. But My crystal ball is no better than anyone else's, and it's very difficult to predict precisely what will happen. And the other worrying thing here is that as Ukraine gets more and more support from the United States, the United States has just announced another huge increase in armed support, um, close to another billion dollars in additional armed support, and there is evidence that this sophistication in the American arms reaching Ukraine now is having a real effect. Mm. It may be that, you know, Mr. Putin retaliates by calling off any any deal. So it, it, it's very difficult to predict precisely what will happen. But I think the Biden administration will be committed to try to expedite some sort of deal as soon as possible, even if it looks politically embarrassing for them in, in the eyes of their Republican opponents at home.
0: That's it for today. I'm Emile Donovan. The detail is public interest journalism funded through New Zealand On Air and produced by Newsroom for RNZ. You can get us downloaded free to your mobile device every weekday from any podcast platform. Today's episode was engineered by Jeremy Ansell and produced by Sarah Robson and Bonnie Harrison and thanks to Professor Robert Patman. Mate